0: Section thirty two of the Natural History, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Catherine. The Natural History, Volume two, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section thirty two, Book nine, Chapters fifty to fifty three. CHAPTER 50 SEA ANIMALS WHICH ARE Enclosed WITH A CRUST THE CRAYFISH The crayfish which belongs to that class of animals which is destitute of blood is protected by a brittle crust. This creature keeps itself concealed for five months and the same is the case with crabs which disappear for the same period. At the beginning of spring, however, they, both of them, after the manner of snakes, throw off old age and renew their coverings. While other animals swim on the water, crayfish float with a kind of action like creeping. They move onwards, if there is nothing to alarm them, in a straight line, extending on each side their horns which are rounded at the point by a ball peculiar to them. But on the other hand, the moment they are alarmed, they straighten these horns and proceed with a sidelong motion. They also use these horns when fighting with each other. The crayfish is the only animal that has the flesh in a pulpy state, and not firm and solid unless it is cooked alive in boiling water the crayfish frequents rocky places the crab spots which present a soft surface in winter they both choose such parts of the shore as are exposed to the heat of the sun and in summer they withdraw to the shady recesses of deep inlets of the sea all fish of this kind suffer from the cold of winter but become fat during autumn and spring and more particularly during the full moon, for the warmth of that luminary as it shines in the night renders the temperature of the weather more moderate. Chapter 51. The Various Kinds of Crabs, the Pinatheries, the Sea-Urchin, Cockles, and Scallops. There are various kinds of crabs, known as caribbe, astazi, mai, paguri, heracliotisi, lions, and others of less note. The carabus differs from other crabs in having a tail in phoenicia they are called hippoi or horses being of such extraordinary swiftness that it is impossible to overtake them crabs are long-lived and have 8 feet all of which are bent obliquely in the female the first foot is double in the male single besides which the animal has two claws with indented pincers the upper part only of these 4 feet is movable the lower being immovable the right claw is the largest in them all sometimes they assemble together in large bodies but as they are unable to cross the mouth of the euxine they turn back again and go round by land and the road by which they travel is to be seen all beaten down with their footmarks the smallest crab of any is that known as the pinnatheries and hence it is peculiarly exposed to danger its shrewdness however is evinced by its concealing itself in the shell of the oyster and as it grows larger it removes to those of a larger size crabs when alarmed go backwards as swiftly as when moving forwards they fight with one another like rams butting at each other with their horns they have a mode of curing themselves of the bites of serpents it is said that while the sun is passing through the sign of cancer the dead bodies of the crabs which are lying thrown up on the shore are transformed into serpents To the same class also belongs the sea urchin, which has spines in place of feet. Its mode of moving along is to roll like a ball, hence it is that these animals are often found with their prickles rubbed off. Those among them, which have the longest spines of all, are known by the name of a Echinometra, while at the same time their body is the very smallest. They are not all of them, of the same glassy colour. In the vicinity of Tyrone, they are white, with very short spines the eggs of all of them are bitter and are five in number the mouth is situate in the middle of the body and faces the earth it is said that these creatures foreknow the approach of a storm at sea and that they take up little stones with which they cover themselves and so provide a sort of ballast against their volubility for they are very unwilling by rolling along to wear away their prickles as soon as seafaring persons observe this they at once moor their ship with several anchors to the same genus also belong both land and water snails which thrust the body forth from their abode and extend or contract two horns as it were they are without eyes and have therefore to feel their way by means of these horns sea-scallops are considered to belong to the same class which also conceal themselves during severe frosts and great heats the onkies, too which shine in the dark like fire and in the mouth even while being eaten Chapter fifty two. Various kinds of shellfish. Let us now pass on to the murex and various kinds of shellfish which have a stronger shell and in which nature, in her sportive mood, has displayed a great variety. So many are the various hues of their tints, so numerous are their shapes: flat, concave, long, crescent-shaped, rounded into a globe, cut through into a semi-globe, arched in the back, smooth rough indented streaked the upper part spirally wreathed the edge projecting in a sharp point the edge wreathed outwards or else folding inwards and then too there are the various distinctions of rayed shells long-haired shells wavy-haired shells channelled shells pectinated shells imbricated shells reticulated shells shells with lines oblique or rectilinear thick-set shells expanded shells tortuous shells shells the valves of which are united by one small knot shells which are held together all along one side shells which are open as if in the very act of applauding, and shells which wind resembling a conch the fish of this class known as the shells of venus are able to navigate the surface of the deep and presenting to the wind their concave side catch the breeze and sail along on the surface of the sea scallops are also able to leap and fly above the surface of the water and they sometimes employ their shell by way of a bark chapter fifty three what numerous appliances of luxury are found in the sea but why mention such trifles as these when i am sensible that no greater inroads have been made upon our morals and no more rapid advances have been made by luxury than those effected through the medium of shellfish? Of all the elements that exist, the sea is the one that costs the dearest to the belly, seeing that it provides so many kinds of meats, so many dishes, so many exquisite flavors derived from fish, all of which are valued in proportion to the danger undergone by those who have caught them. But still, how insignificant is all this when we come to think of our purple, our azure, and our pearls! It was not enough, forsooth, for the spoils of the sea to be thrust down the gullet but they must be employed as well to adorn the hands the ears the head the whole body in fact and that of the men pretty nearly as much as the women what has the sea to do with our clothes what is there in common between waves and billows and a sheep's fleece this one element ought not to receive us according to ordinary notions except in a state of nakedness let there be ever so strong an alliance between it and the belly on the score of gluttony Still, what can it possibly have to do with the back? It is not enough, forsooth, that we are fed upon what is acquired by perils, but we must be clothed too in a similar way. So true it is that for all the wants of the body, that which is sought at the expense of human life is sure to please us the most. End of section thirty two. Recording by Catherine.